0: Section 8 of The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 10. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, go to LibriVox.org. Recording by Endless River. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 10, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night 997. When it was the 997th night, she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when merchant ali asked the cause of the decorations they told him the truth of the case so he blessed merchant ma'aruf and cried may allah almighty veil his fame and not bring him to public shame and all the merchants rejoiced and were glad for that they would get their monies then the king assembled his troops and rode forth whilst abu al sa'adat returned to ma'aruf and acquainted him with the delivering of the letter quoth ma'aruf bind on the loads and when they had done so, he donned the treasure suit, and mounting the litter became a thousand times greater and more majestic than the king. Then he set forward, but when he had gone halfway, behold, the king met him with the troops, and seeing him riding in the Trawan and clad in the dress aforesaid, threw himself upon him, and saluted him, and giving him joy of his safety, greeted him with the greeting of peace. Then all the lords of the land saluted him, and it was made manifest that he had spoken the truth, and that in him there was no lie. Presently he entered the city in such state procession as would have caused the gallbladder of the lion to burst for envy, and the traders pressed up to him and kissed his hands, whilst merchant Ali said to him, Thou hast played off this trick, and it hath prospered to thy hand, O sheikh of impostors, but thou deservest it, and may Allah the Most High increase thee of his bounty. Whereupon Ma'aruf laughed. Then he entered the palace, and sitting down on the throne said, Carry the loads of gold into the treasury of my uncle the king, and bring me the bales of cloth. So they brought them to him, and opened them before him, bale after bale, till they had unpacked the seven hundred loads, whereof he chose out the best, and said, Bear these to Princess Danya that she may distribute them among her slave-girls. And carry her also this coffer of jewels, that she may divide them among her handmaids and eunuchs. Then he proceeded to make over to the merchants, in whose debt he was, stuffs by way of payment for their arrears giving him whose due was a thousand, stuff's worth two thousand or more, after which he fell to distributing to the poor and needy, whilst the king looked on with greedy eyes and could not hinder him. Nor did he cease largesse till he had made an end of the seven hundred loads, when he turned to the troops and proceeded to apportion amongst them emeralds and rubies and pearls and coral, and other jewels by hands full, without count, till the king said to him, Enough of this giving, O my son, there's but little left of the baggage. But he said i have plenty then indeed his good faith was become manifest and none could give him the lie and he had come to reck not of giving for that the slave of the seal ring brought him whatsoever he sought presently the treasurer came into the king and said o king of the age the treasury is full indeed and will not hold the rest of the loads where shall we lay that which is left of the gold and jewels and he assigned to him another place As for the princess Dunya, when she saw this, her joy redoubled, and she marveled, and said in herself, Would I wot how came he by all this wealth? In like manner the traders rejoiced in that which he had given them, and blessed him, whilst merchant Ali marveled and said to himself, I wonder how he hath lied and swindled that he hath gotten him all these treasures? Had they come from the king's daughter, he had not wasted them on this wise. But how excellent is his saying, who said, when the king's king giveth in reverence pause and venture not to inquire the cause allah gives his gifts unto whom he will so respect and abide by his holy laws so far concerning him but as regards the king he also marvelled with passing marvel at that which he saw of ma'aruf's generosity and open-handedness in the largess of wealth then the merchant went unto his wife who met him smiling and laughing lipped and kissed his hand saying didst thou mock me or hadst thou a mind to prove me with thy saying I am a poor man and a fugitive from my wife praised be Allah that I failed not of my duty to thee for thou art my beloved and there is none dearer to me than thou whether thou be rich or poor but I would have thee tell me what didst thou design by these words said ma'aruf I wished to prove thee and see whether thy love were sincere or for the sake of wealth and the greed of worldly good but now it has become manifest to me that thine affection is sincere and as thou art a true woman so welcome to thee i know thy worth then he went apart into a place by himself and rubbed the seal ring whereupon abu al sa'adat presented himself and said to him ad sum at thy service ask what thou wilt quoth ma'aruf i want a treasure suit and treasure trinkets for my wife including a necklace of forty unique jewels quoth the genie to hear is to obey and brought him what he sought whereupon ma'aruf dismissed him and carrying the dress and ornaments into his wife laid them before her, and said, Take these and put them on, and welcome. When she saw this, her wits fled for joy, and she found among the ornaments a pair of anklets of gold set with jewels of the handiwork of the magicians, and bracelets and earrings and a belt such as no money could buy. So she donned the dress and ornaments, and said to Ma'aruf, O my lord, I will treasure these up for holidays and festivals. But he answered, Wear them always, for I have others in plenty. And when she put them on, and her women beheld her, they rejoiced and bust his hands. Then he left them, and going apart by himself, rubbed the seal ring whereupon its slave appeared, and he said to him, Bring me an hundred suits of apparel, with their ornaments of gold. Hearing and obeying, answered Abu al Sa'adat, and brought him the hundred suits, each with its ornaments wrapped up within it. Ma'aruf took them and called aloud to the slave girls, who came to him, and he gave them each a suit so they donned them and became like the black-eyed girls of paradise whilst the princess dunya shone amongst them as the moon among the stars one of the handmaids told the king of this and he came in to his daughter and saw her and her women dazzling all who beheld them whereat he wondered with passing wonderment then he went out and calling his wazir said to him o wazir such and such things have happened what sayest thou now of this affair said he o king of the age this be no merchant's fashion For a merchant keepeth a piece of linen by him for years, and selleth it not but at a profit. How should a merchant have generosity such as this generosity? And whence should he get the like of these monies and jewels, of which but a slight matter is found with the kings? So how should loads thereof be found with the merchants? Needs must there be a cause for this, but, and thou wilt hearken to me, I will make the truth of the case manifest to thee. Answered the king, O wazir, I will do thy bidding. Rejoin the minister. Do thou foregather with thy son-in-law, and make a show of effect to him, and talk with him, and say, O my son-in-law, I have a mind to go, I and thou and the wazir, but no more, to a flower-garden, that we may take our pleasure there. When we come to the garden, we will set on the table wine, and I will ply him therewith, and compel him to drink. For when he shall have drunken, he will lose his reason, and his judgment will forsake him. Then we will question him of the truth of his case, and he will discover to us his secrets. For wine is a traitor, and Allah gifted is he who said, When we drank the wine, and it crept its way to the place of secrets, I cried, O stay, in my fear, lest its influence stit my wits, and my friend's spy matters that hidden lay. When he hath told us the truth, we shall ken his case, and may deal with him as we will. Because I fear for thee the consequences of this his present fashion. Haply he will covet the kingship, and win over the troops by generosity and lavishing money, and so depose thee, and take the kingdom from thee. True, answered the king. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End Section 8